0: Today we're talking about uh, like not being in your soul and being led by the Spirit and not overthinking things. Uh Aha!
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. So that's what we're talking about. It actually goes on the heels of what we talked about yesterday. If you were not able to watch yesterday, Buddy and I did What's the Word and had no idea what we were talking about (laughs) as the camera went on. But we talked yesterday about how to be led by the Spirit of God and actually getting out of your head. So today we get to ask pastor questions. So if you've wanted to know how the soulless realm works, how to maybe stop thinking so much and let the Holy Spirit flow through you, get those questions ready. Put them in the comments. We want to answer the questions you have today.
2: Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And I love the Q&A day. I really like this format. And uh, it lets you guys ask me questions that you have. lets you guys ask questions. And um, I find that the Holy Spirit really flows through it. So we're going to get back on Stinkin' Thinking. We have a few more of the stinking Thinking series. If you haven't seen that, you need to see it. You need I'm telling you it's more important than what you think and it's not what you think it yeah. is. Most people think they have an idea about what we're talking about and they get into it and they go, like, "Oh my goodness, I couldn't see this before now. Yeah. Now I see it." Have y'all seen that as well?
1: Absolutely. So
2: uh, but in this case, we we have a specific topic, it's not ask whatever question you want to, but it's on the <laughs> specific topic, mm-hmm. and you guys are asking questions that you have found to be important in your own lives and, and in mine, and so ask away, let's go. Um,
0: to do so, too. so in light of mm. the topic... <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> well. I wasn't meaning to throw y'all, but then when it happened, it was really fun for me. And so then I was like, yeah, just let that happen. So, I appreciate have it. Have we told them about Brother Tracy coming this weekend? Mm,
1: uh, we did yesterday, but we haven't okay. yet today.
2: Well, this Sunday night at Boomerang, 6 p.m., Brother Tracy here, a special visit. It's going to be awesome. Woo. Hey, I, look at that.
1: Rachel oh, and Ray. That's like awesome. On it.
2: Glory to God.
1: Woo! I spun, and the table almost spun.
2: <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Now we're talking today about the soulish describe that once again just so what you know what is the soul because the soulish realm versus otherwise what is that soul yeah. because a lot of times people might be watching this might not know what we're actually talking about
0: well um you know what you've talked about is you know we're a three-part being yeah we got we have the body which is our flesh this part of me we have the soul which <laughs> my is my
2: favorite description ever of the body of flesh part, this, this is the
1: body and just like that you I became know, know. you yeah. became the illustrator
0: I gonna <laughs> be a the screenshot uh, you got so you got your flesh you got your soul which is your mind your will and your emotion and then you are a spirit so I'm a spirit. I have a soul, mind, will and emotion, and I live in this body. Yeah, and so, so the soul, when we talk about soul, um, we're talking about being led by our mind, our will and our emotions, rather than being led by the spirit of God.
2: which we're supposed to be led by. Correct. But let me ask you all a question. Yes. How many people in the body of Christ do you think are not led by the spirit, but led by their mind, will and emotion, by the soul? percentage
0: wise more than I thought before um, percentage wise I would say 85, 80. is that too high? Is
1: I I would high? go much higher yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I was that being that. Gen- I was trying to be generous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say very high yeah probably ninety eight percent probably mm-hmm. is what I'd guess mm-hmm. uh, that's, that uses the soul on a regular basis instead of the spirit yeah. so it's a major problem
0: yeah. and well, the question I wanted to ask you—has you, been, yeah—the question I wanted to ask you because I remember our very first conversation over the phone. You yeah. talked about this, and I'd never heard it before. Really? I've never yeah. heard, like I grew up in the church, and I've never heard anyone say that before. And I, like at that point, I've been listening to even faith messages for like five years, you know, and I still have never heard that before. Wow. Yeah. And um, and so, I guess what I want to ask you is if we don't know, if so many people like you're saying like maybe even 98% yeah. of Christians don't even recognize that this is a thing you know that that they need to do uh how how can we how can we help people see that this or or recognize that this is actually a problem
2: yeah good question yeah well i think to help recognize that, we've got to talk about it, like mm-hmm. this broadcast. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of times what people, they'll see like a title on this broadcast and they'll think, I don't, I don't need to hear that. And that's the problem. It, as believers, we need to be humble. Yeah. You know, we need to be walking in a humility yeah. that truly allows us to be shown things that we don't know about, that we don't think we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, the truth in in that is, that you had probably heard it, but because you hadn't heard the topic taught on, you didn't hear the speech that was backing it. If you went back and listened to those same messages, you would probably hear those same preachers mm-hmm. talking about that, but mm-hmm. you just didn't know the topic ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but let me, before I even talk more about that, let me ask you this question. So, since you didn't hear it until then, mm-hmm. okay, since that period of time, since we've talked about it, have you, who had never heard it before, right? Have you seen it now in the Word convincingly?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, like it's can, there. I, there's so many scriptures that yeah. I can
2: think of you, now. You just didn't realize yeah. it at the time. You didn't know about it, but it's in the scriptures. Very oh, clear, actually. It's very clear. Yeah, but um, so that's good to know because the Word is supposed yeah. to be our standard. Right. And so we're not supposed to be led by. Uh, our mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Uh, And we see that in Romans chapter 8 in verse 14. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So when we see that we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit to our spirit, right, then when we're led by the Holy Spirit to our spirit, it comes basically from Him into our inner man, into our, the spirit of man, then the spirit of man talks to our mind. Yeah. But the leading doesn't come from our mind first, mm-hmm. it comes from the Holy Spirit first, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we see that, we have to understand that this is the way that God designed, not the other. Mm-hmm. And so as we, as we talk about that, a lot of times, I was thinking uh, actually this morning about how um, I was in a situation with a minister, and I made a comment to him, and it was totally soul, soulish, and I knew, and I knew this, but I was, you know, thinking about, in, in other words, I was sitting there and mechanically in my brain thinking about these things, and then I made a comment now that I wish I could take back, and I can't, but I wish I could take it back. I mean, it wasn't horrible, it was just, it showed my ignorance, yeah. you know, And it, and this was couple of years ago, two or three years ago, maybe four, but um, anyway but and I knew about not operating in the soulless realm, but i didn 't know as much then as I do today yeah. and I, but it was all mechanical i was I was processing thoughts, and so then I let my process of thoughts become. What I said, right. and I wasn't being led by the Spirit at all. I was; it was all process, you know. And uh, so I was contradicting God's way of doing that. So, in order, you know, to answer your question, like, how do we get this out there? Is we've got to teach about it, and we we need to. Not only do we need to teach about it, and we need, we need to walk by it, because when we walk by the Spirit and not after the flesh. Mm-hmm. When we walk by the Spirit and not after the flesh, we will have the fruit of the Spirit and not the fruit of the flesh. Well, that's going to be supernatural. And as it's supernatural, we're going to move into more power. That in itself will catch the attention. People say, how do you do that? Right. How do you do that? And then as they do that, we can. one of the ways that we can teach on that is, well, you don't walk by the soul. Yeah. So I think that's one. But... Uh, we also need for ministers to understand the difference. Um, you know, we did a series, what was um, what was the series? Talk, we talked about how knowledge comes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the whole series shows that true, actual knowledge mm-hmm. comes by the anointing and the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. But if you go into most believers, even the ones who are hungry... THEY GO INTO A SERVICE AND INTO A MESSAGE ACTUALLY SEEKING TO LOGICALLY GRAB SOMETHING. NOT TO RECEIVE THE IMPARTATION SPIRITUALLY, BUT THE BIBLE CLEARLY SHOWS THAT WE RECEIVE SPIRITUALLY not logically, so you have the majority of hungry people of educated people in the church that are still going about everything logically yeah. first it 's not that we don 't ever have logic, but they go about logic first, and everything is uh, stems from or originates from their brain the fleshly brain. Over their spirit, man, and the Holy Spirit, so what we actually need to do is backtrack that, see the see the reality of it, and get back to god 's design because in god 's design he 'll give you supernatural yeah. understanding you could not have any other way uh, without being moved by the holy ghost and yeah. Um, So, you can see how we've limited ourselves because we're attacking things logically in the fleshly logic and worldly logic instead of the way that God's wisdom says to to go about it. And a key verse for that is, uh, I think it's in 1 John, um, let me, First John 2.20, okay, I had it right. Um, 1 John 2.20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. Mm -hmm. So what you see here is you see a process. The anointing comes, and you will know. Yeah. You have an anointing, and you know. So we don't, in other words, most people, they'll go this direction. They'll say, let me hear and get logic, then I'll know, then I'll get an anointing. But the Word actually shows us, get an anointing, yeah. then yeah. you'll know, and then it shows us in another verse, yeah. you know, you actually gain understanding yeah. and logic. So, people try to capture it in their logic first, yeah. and then they know, and then they have yeah. an anointing, but it actually works backwards in the, in the Bible. That's yeah. not the way it works. You know, the, what we've been doing is not the way it works.
1: No. Like, I am... For me, this, I started, I've been here almost eight years, it'll be eight years this year, and pastors talked about this since I've gotten here, like the three parts of man and things of that nature, but it wasn't until two, three years ago when... I, and I've talked about this before. I'm not going into it today. You, I'm sure you can find it in the archives. But when I first started realizing that my brain had told me that I was called yeah. to be a pastor, my logic told me I was called to be a pastor, and the light of God started shining and revealing, no, that was wrong. Yes. And that was my logic piecing things together. That's really when I started to see how powerful the brain like man's logic man's soul can be yeah and I'd heard it for years at that yeah. point in time like it, it was not an unfamiliar concept yeah but how would you recommend someone maybe it's it's kind of like you just told buddy if he went back and listened to the messages yeah. that he'd heard he probably would see it you know I've been here had been there for years and had heard you teach on it and I didn't catch
2: didn't get it how yeah.
1: powerful it was. Yeah. What would you say step the steps are to recognizing if it's logic, <laughs> man's logic, versus the anointing? Like which voice is which?
2: Uh, well, your approach has a lot to do with it. And uh, before we do that, I saw Pastor Amos from Nigeria, Africa. Hey, Pastor Amos, I love you so much. Good to see you on here. And um, so... You know, first of all, let, before we talk about how to catch that, you mentioned that this is a powerful point. So let me talk quickly about why it's a powerful point, because I think that I think that sometimes we've not esteemed some of the things of sure. the Lord because the power in it or the size of it is hidden from our fleshly eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? This is one of those things. I think that. Uh, learning to operate from uh, the spirit instead of the soulless realm, the mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And and if you would, please put that in the comments right now. Uh, The soul is the mind, will, and emotions. And uh, the issue is that our leading is not uh, originating from the mind. It's not originating from the will. It's not originating from our emotions. Uh, that's the key. It's not that it's not used. It's not the source. Okay. Yeah. If we're gonna get out of a soulish mentality, we've got to stop making that the source. Mm-hmm. But yet, that's been our source. So it's been one of those. Uh, it's been one of those things that we've, you know, not even noticed or paid right. attention to. But the power of it is this: that when we have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It says, you'll have the anointing, and then you'll know. Well, the question is, know what?
3: Right.
2: You know, all right, what will we know? What you will know is everything you need to know. Right. And it, the knowledge that will come will not be earthly knowledge. It'll be heavenly knowledge. So one example I'm thinking of is like George Washington Carver. Sure. You know, he goes into uh, you know, he goes in to have a great revelation, and God basically tells him, "Let's just start with a peanut," okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to solve the world. Let's start with a peanut first. In other words, there was so much information in the peanut that man didn't know, right. but God did. Right. But God had heavenly insight into a peanut. AND IT MADE HIM FAMOUS. A PEANUT MADE GEORGE WASHINGTON CARVER FAMOUS. YOU SEE WHAT I MEAN? AND HE BROUGHT HEAVENLY KNOWLEDGE. THERE WAS A POWER Mm -hmm. THAT GOD REVEALED IN WHAT WE CONSIDER SMALL PEANUT SIZE, RIGHT? WE THINK IT'S SMALL, BUT GOD BROUGHT OUT A POWER. THAT'S THE POWER OF OPERATING BY THE SPIRIT. And he would say, I never go into the lab blindly, which meant he would spend time with God. In him we live and move and have our being in Acts 17, 28. In the spirit and in fellowship with God, in the spirit with God, the Lord would drop knowledge into his yeah. mind. And then in that he would go into the lab and then he would use his mind, will, and emotion with the originating knowledge of what God gave him. And then he'd, he'd know, he'd be headed in a direction in the lab and and he'd find what the Lord showed him in yeah. prayer. He'd find what the Holy Spirit in the anointing made him to know was there. You see? And so what we have, the power of operating by the Spirit and not by the soulless realm, is yeah. we start to tap into the eternal and a omniscient knowledge of god right. the all knowing god he starts to release things that we can't do in our brain yeah. right it is it is a power that is amazing but because we've been trying to do all those things in our physical logic and worldly logic and brain were limited because why it goes back to the tower of babel anytime you do something in your own source by your own power for your own for your own things there's always a cap on yeah. it but when it's from god the cap's released and so the power is that we want is found in that ability to have the things of yeah. god and it's huge it, you know he'll solve problems that you didn't know could be solved. Yeah, you know, he'll show you heavenly wisdom we didn't even know was out there. You've got things you've been wondering about for years, and if you'll learn to flow in the Spirit, God will answer those things. It's awesome.
1: Well, what so. you just mentioned made me think of. Um when people try to speak in tongues yeah. and like they try to figure out how to do it and it's like yeah. they, they can't. Like We have a person in the church yes. who when she wanted to speak in tongues it's like there was this block. I had a block on me for yeah. months because I was trying to figure it Logic out. It. And I'd yeah. go in the word. I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And this doesn't. And then there was one day where I was just in a service and I was worshiping God. And because the anointing was there, I'm yes. singing in English. And I ran out yes. of Like, I remember thinking, I don't have any more words to give you, Lord. Yeah. And then he filled my mouth with them. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd stopped thinking about it. And yeah. I've got to make this happen. I've got to do this. I've got... Yeah. He was just able to flow, and I feel yeah. like that, like this, you're talking about why it's so important. This yeah. key was like what started to unlock the presence of God to me. Yeah, I'd tried for years to figure it out, and I'd yeah. seek Him in the Word and try and understand it. But when I realized, I just got, I have to seek Him. Yes and he will help it make sense to me yes. all of a sudden it, it things started flowing different
2: everything the flow you know the keys to this and and to the anointing and to spirituals is a flow and a yielding mm-hmm. flow and a yielding and uh i love i love um uh pastor Bill Winston, you know, somebody'll in his meeting, somebody'll shout out flow and just the flow of the anointing, the flow of that meeting. At the right moment he'll say flow and somebody'll shout flow and he'll say, Who said that? And he said, Come up here, you got the timing right. You were in the flow <laughs> and he'll give him a hundred bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh he's he's awesome. He's hee-hee, and if you know <laughs> Bill you'll get that He-he. and um I love Bill Winston. Say amen to that. And um <laughs> So, he's he's such a great teacher in the gift of faith, just Mm -hmm. an impartation of faith. But, uh, one of the things that you see in that flow and that yielding, this is something the Lord gave me to kind of help explain this term, or explain this thought. And and it's funny because we're talking logically (laughs) for you to catch something to teach you how to not think logically. But it's more than talk. See, it's more yeah. than words that's happening right now. Right now, there's a transfer of a flow of the anointing yeah. by the Holy Ghost there, and it'll start to unlock. In other words, this it's not the words we say. It's the flow of the anointing, and that anointing will cause you to know. Yeah. In other words, it's not just how it's unlocking because of our... Cleverly de- devised words and our and our ability to logically speak the right words. It's the anointing the anointing unlocks this. Yeah. The anointing. So the first thing it, to get better at it is. Get around the anointing. Get in churches where the anointing is. Yeah. Um don't get in churches where there's not an anointing. You know, I, I saw somebody not too long ago and I was watching, it was a good message. They had good words. They had they had a good message. Right. But I was like, there's not much anointing here. You know, there's not there's not a whole lot of anointing, and that's the difference. Like your words are good, but I need more than words. Right. I need an anointing. We need the anointing because with the anointing, you'll know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You'll
2: know what to do. It's out of that fellowship and flow of the anointing. So, one of the examples the Lord gave me was this He said, When a surfer goes to surf a wave, all the power, and we, we've talked about this over the years, but all the power that they need to have the ride that they want is in the wave, mm-hmm. all the power is there they don't have to uh you know super you know stroke and swim and paddle and do all these things on their own they don't have to understand fluid dynamics they don't have to understand the viscosity of the of the water at that place they don't have to understand uh the the moon cycle completely now those things can help them but if if they'll just get in the right position yeah they can ride that wave. If they'll just, the power's there, the flow is there, yeah. the ride is there. They just have to be in the right place at the right time, and and just basically go with it. Uh, I, another thought about this is like when I'm shooting a pistol, uh, like when I shoot a pistol, right? Not like this. I shoot like that. <laughs> and uh, and so um, when I'm shooting a pistol, um, finger gun. All right. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. Are, you in your, are you in your soul right now? No, I'm putting emotions <laughs> down. I'm putting them down. Good job. I'm
1: Did good you job. hear Marky in the
2: back? <laughs> when I'm shooting a pistol, what I've found is if I'll sit there and I'll line up and get everything right and then squeeze the trigger and everything, I'll hit the target. I'll hit the target uh, okay. But if I'll just shoot, yeah. if I'll stop thinking about it yeah. and just let you know some of the uh, just the f- physics that I've learned, just go boom and shoot. I'll hit the target like twice as many times. Wow. Like now, I'll, if I take my time, I'll hit it pretty much every time. But it takes a lot longer. But I'm—I was amazed. One day, I was like, "What happens if I just shoot? If I just, i don't even look at the—don't even look at the sights. I just shoot. And all of a sudden, I start hitting the target a lot more often than I thought I would. I'm not thinking through it. I'm just flowing with it. Yeah. I'm flowing with what nat- is natural to my body. And uh, you did good the other day when we were throwing the axes because I told you, I said, don't think about it, just throw it. So you ran up there. I mean, you over-exaggerated, <laughs> which is why you missed. But you, you over-exaggerated, but you did, you gave yourself to just the flow. And then when yeah. you did that, you from that moment forward, you started throwing differently. Yeah. Because when you just gave yourself to doing that, you literally start, and then right after that's when you started hitting that a few, a few throws later, because you stopped trying to figure out all the mechanics you just yeah. flowed with. So that can happen in our physical lives, but it absolutely happens in the spiritual life. Yeah. And so it, I'm all telling all of that to get back to your question, how do we recognize when we're out of the flow? How do we recognize when we're in the soul, when we're thinking about, if I'm processing thought and I'm processing, I'm mechanically going from point to point in my head, I'm in the soul. Mm-hmm. I'm in the soul yeah. that in hundred percent, I'm in the soul and I need to just stop it. You know, mm-hmm. stop it. You know, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. And so what will happen? So for example, when I went to the Philippines for the first time, i've had so many invitations to go out of the country to speak at different places like that everybody if you if you preach at all online you're going to get an invitation to Pakistan and India That's and true. all these places and um you know and most of them are probably not not real they just they want you to support their church you know but um, they're doing it soulishly. Mm-hmm. They're trying to soulishly figure out how to get their mission done instead yeah. of going back to this and seeing what was the flow of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sow and believe, you know. And uh, so they're soulishly, many ministers are trying to soulishly build their ministry by passing out cards to people. Mm-hmm. Get in the presence of God. Yeah. Let Him promote you and build your house, you know. And uh, But many times they're soulishly doing this all the time. So one of the things that um, I was praying, Lord, I knew I was supposed to go out of the country. I knew I was supposed to go and preach around the world. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know. So one day I'm sitting there, I'm not thinking about it at all. Yeah. I, you know, Many times I was thinking, Lord, should I go do this? Should I go do this? Yeah. You know, and what am I doing? I'm processing thoughts. Should I go do this? Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm asking those questions, I'm processing. Right. It's it's in my soul, it's in my mind, my will, and my emotion. When I'm asking those questions, I'm in the soul. Right. So immediately, I'm now limited. Because I'm in a fleshly logic, I'm now limited in that way. I can't, and if I get my answer while I'm trying to process it all like that, the odds are it's not from God. Right. The odds are it's not the Lord. And so I've been praying about it. I ask the Lord. I say, no, I'm not supposed to approach it this way. Then one day I'm sitting in the service. And sure enough, out of the, it seemed like out of the blue, but it was by the Holy Spirit. But it seems mm-hmm. like I'm not thinking about it. All of a sudden, uh, the Lord speaks. He goes, go to, go to the Philippines with uh, Pastor A.L. Downing, because he had yeah. asked me to go. He said, I want you to go. You are supposed to go this year. I was like, oh, Okay, Mm -hmm. yes sir, and I knew that I was supposed to go. And because I wasn't sitting there processing it, it dropped in my spirit and there was that flow. And so anytime that we find ourselves processing, going from point to point to point in our mind we can know that that's probably the mind, will, and the motion. And even if it is God, mm-hmm. I can take that whole thought process, throw it away, it'll be God tomorrow right. as well. He'll bring it back. Yeah. So for me to prove it and to make sure I'm not biased or I didn't originate it or generate it in the soul, then just throw it away. He'll bring yeah. it back tomorrow. He'll, he'll show you again. You know. So I, a lot yeah. of times when we process a thought, we, we lay claim to it, and it becomes our precious thought, yeah. you know, and that's a problem. Yeah. See, if we can't throw it away, and we can't put it on the altar and let let God test it with fire, mm-hmm. see if it'll burn up or not, mm-hmm. that means we have we feel almost a pride because we came up with it, mm-hmm. and that's an indicator that we're in the soul as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of a time when um, I, I thought I had a word from the Lord, and um and I shared it with you, and you said, "Well, what were you thinking of right before that?" That was your question. I'm like, <laughs> "I'm helping you, yeah. yeah." Yeah, I was like, "Well, I was thinking about that exact thing," <laughs> and, and like, yeah. you didn't say, "Well, that doesn't mean it's not a word," but you said, "But you know, make sure you know, seek the peace on it and stuff like that." But, yeah. But it ended up not, you know, being a word from the Lord, and and that yeah. kind of helped me discern. Like, if I'm trying to logically think how yes. this is going to happen, and all of a sudden, yes. Ooh, Revelation. You know, that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean, but. You know eat, but you know I'm, I'm thankful that the first thing i did was bring it to you yeah i thought i had yeah. because that helped me discern as well um whether it was from god or not because it, then it helped kind of expose something
2: that's a very good point um because going back to like what kelly said she was glad you asked how do you know if you're operating in that well when you do when you have a leader a spiritual leader in your life that knows these things and understands these things yeah. bring it to them immediately yeah. don't wait because if you wait you can actually get yourself in a jam yeah. and I, I'm not yeah. going to explain that but take it as soon as you think you heard from the lord or have an idea like that take it to that pastor yeah Especially if and, and if you don't have a pastor that that understands this, probably find one honestly, uh, because that they might yeah. not be. I mean, if they don't know this and understand this, then they probably are not a very good pastor if they are one at all. Honestly, you know. Yeah. So you need a pastor that has been there, done that, and has experience with it and knows what to do, mm-hmm. and bring it to them. And that's one way you can know because as you brought that. It, and I ask you questions. You were able to start discerning. Oh, this is me. Yes. This is this is not. Yes. This is this is not God. This is me doing yeah. that. So, um, to give you a great example of that, that just happened in the past week. So, Nicole and I have been. Um, Nicole and I have actually been uh, believing God for a car for a while. Matter of fact, I think it was about a year ago. We were at Pastor Jean's church in Rockingham. And uh, Donald Moore, who's a prophet, was there. He says, I see a car in your future. Well, see, a lot of people would have taken that word, and they'd have gone and bought a car next week. They would have made it happen. They would have made it happen. That's not what he said. He said, I see a car. And we were like, glory to God, we need a car. Amen. You know, a need doesn't mean it's a leading. A needing doesn't mean it's a leading. Put that in the comments. (laughs) A needing doesn't doesn't equate to a leading, you know. Um, So... Anyway, we had a need, and we were praying about it, praying about it, praying about it. but we're patient. We've learned that if it's not right, it's not right. right. And I don't want what's not right. I want just the right thing. And so uh, last week, I w- it was Monday, and I had determined, uh, we had some salad at the house. I was gonna go eat that for lunch. And, but my norm has been, after we get done here, go grab a bite to eat, then go home, I forgot, when I left here, I yeah. forgot that I was going to eat the salad at the house. So I ended up, I headed downtown, and, um, and then I was like, wait a minute, I was going home to eat. And so I found myself downtown, like, what What am I doing here, you know, and everything like that. So I started to head home, and as I'm heading home, the Lord says, pull in that car lot.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, I, I can't remember last time I pulled in that car lot. And I pulled in the car lot, came around, and in the middle of the lot, in, bet- in the middle of all these cars, is the exact kind of car we're looking for. Mm. Color, year, mileage, price, everything. Mm. And I went, look at that car. <laughs> like, that's what we're looking for. Mm. i see what's happening. We're letting the Lord develop it. There's a flow. I didn't put that thought in my head. Yeah. I didn't get me downtown. I met, I forgot, you know. I, I maybe, maybe the Lord was like, let me let just, uh, let me let, let him push that thought out for just a minute. And then I'll, I'll remind him before he goes and gets something to eat. Yeah. But, but while he's there, I'm going to show him something. Yeah. We go. I went and got Nicole. We test drove that car. Uh, less than 24 hours later, you know, we had the car you know we and bought the car it was perfect everything it was so easy it was so light perfect car perfect vehicle even even when Nicole I mean she was really attached to her last car and liked it it was hard for something to take its place but instantly when she drove this one she she felt this is it this is it yeah. so easy I didn't go shopping I didn't search the internet yeah. I, I didn't have to process all that stuff in my soul no it was easy and light that's yeah. the way it's supposed to be I we had the anointing and we knew it. every time I think about a car I just pray in the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and thank the Lord for a car. Yeah. For a year, see a lot of people don't wait that long though. And so they get into their head trying to build it themselves and yeah. trying to you know, uh, basically build the house of their life. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as they get in there and they don't see God doing it yet, then they yeah. they take it on themselves to build it. They get into their soul mm-hmm. and now they create a structure that's not originated in God. But see, the issue is, if we could pull back the curtain between the physical and the spiritual, if we could pull back that curtain, we would actually see that God was working on that car the whole time. He yeah. was lining up that car to get into that lot, to get all the stuff figured up, and and, and get it all right in place, right on time, mm-hmm. And it was beautiful, and we're so pleased with it, you know, but it was easy. But But. what
1: did you and Pastor Nicole do before you bought it, though? There was a step, the the only step I know that you didn't Mm. mention was you had the Lord, you believed it was the Lord's leading, but before you bought it, you did something that's like key. Yeah. Even you who know it, who's teaching it right now, you did a step that's huge.
2: Yeah, well, we called uh, our pastor. We called Pastor Gene. and And... I said, hey, Pastor, I understand an anointed covering, a protection, a confirmation. I understand that. And uh, I said, we believe that it's right, but before we make a decision, we're not, if you tell us, hey, I got a check on, I don't think you ought to get that car, then we won't. Yeah, because in other words, we were willing to take the car. That's what I was saying earlier, we were willing to take what looked like the perfect car and the perfect setup, put it on the altar, and if our pastor said no, that's not the I got a check on it. Then yeah. we would wait until we figured out what that check is, yeah. even if it meant losing the car. Why? Because even if even if he missed it, God can bring another yeah. one. Yeah. Are we talking about a God that can't replace it? You know, He found it. He can find another one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, so he said. Actually, I feel he laughed at me, and the reason he laughed at me was because he's like, "You bless me," mm-hmm. he said. "You just bless me because," he said. "You're," he understands the biblical truth of what wow. I did when we called them. And he said, and he was laughing at me because I, kn- I know why he was laughing. Because nobody does that. Yeah. Nobody understands these principles enough to do things like that. And he just checked, and and so when he said no, I've got no checks. That was the last, you know, that was the confirmation I need. But we wouldn't, if he would have said no, or I have a check, we wouldn't have bought it. You yeah. Know, we would have just passed. Yeah. So I didn't know about it 24 hours ago. What's what difference does it make if I pass on again? God can bring another one. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, a great example of that is when you guys were heading on vacation one time, and mm-hmm. you there was no reason for you not. You had learned this principle. You were in the beginning stages of learning this principle. and You and George, and I love this testimony. I tell this testimony all the time. And uh, you and George had learned this, and you were. It wasn't like a life changing. You know, take on buy a car, get a new job, get a new house. It wasn't that level. It was just, is this vacation? You got any checks on this? Yeah. As a pastor, there's an anointing to see over your life, Yeah. right? And this is a perfect example of it. I didn't know why. I actually felt bad in my logic telling you, like, I got a check on you taking these dates to go to this place. I just have a check on it. I don't know why. I really, I remember when you asked the question, I was like, I don't want to tell them this, Mm -hmm. but I do. I have a check on it. It was
1: our first year anniversary. I think your first
2: really. Mm I was like, man, I don't want to tell them this. And mother was like, I have a check on it. Yeah. And so I told them, you know, our job is not to, you know, pretend we don't hear from the Lord. Our job is to pass on, when somebody's humbly yeah. asking, our job as a shepherd is to pass on that information. And uh, so we passed on that information to you, and uh, turns out... The week that you were supposed to be gone in that place, they had a major hurricane and flooding in, yep. and you know you could have been caught in the middle of it. At the very least, you would have had to try and get back your money yeah. and all that stuff. But you you saw the importance of the word and that got confirmation to do it or not do do that, and it saved you a ton of trouble. And yeah. I didn't know why, but then you came back mm-hmm. and you said, do you know what? You remember telling me you had a check? I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, and you said, they're flooding right now. We would have been there right in the yeah. middle of this and been in all kinds of trouble. I was like, glory to God. <laughs> See, God really cares about even just you not having to have yeah. the hassle of it. And you it's know? not
1: that we didn't go. We actually yeah, went like went. two months before that yeah. happened. So we still got to enjoy the city, have our anniversary, do what needed yeah. to be done, yeah. and we missed all that junk.
2: <laughs> yeah, amen. So it was easy yeah. and light. Yeah. That's when, how God He really cares about getting us in that place. But in order for us to be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, we have to be led by the Spirit,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. not by the soul. Yeah. So. Um so uh, you know, talking about not being led by the soul, like I've told you this and I know I've mentioned this to you guys, but um like I took a strength finders test, four of my five strengths were all up here. Yeah, you know? and so like Basically, I've trained myself that thinking and processing and all these different things this is a great point. What was a strength, which which it can be, you know, yeah. to a degree, but it cannot. It has actually proved to be one of my greatest weaknesses because I'm always thinking, I'm always processing, yeah. I'm always doing these things, and and actually, I believe Kelly asked uh, this question too. And uh, but you know, how do we shut that off so that we can yeah. be led, so that we can, you know? so that this isn't always going yeah. and we can actually hear from the lord.
2: Yeah. Well, and and I had that same I had that same issue, you know, and I would say that it, it took me some years to figure it out for myself, but it won't take you some years. We're going to I'm going to help you right now. Amen. <laughs> but the first part is recognizing that cuz the reason a strength can become a weakness is because we make that strength wrongly. We make that strength our source, mm-hmm. right? And so, and, and if you just kind of approach it from that, like, that what I have as a strength in my physical life is still not my source. Right. The source of that was God, even if it's a strength, the source of that is God. But here's, here's the thing that's important to recognize is you've been lied to. You've been lied to. You've been told by the world that that's a strength and that's your strength. This is what's going to make you. Mm. That's not what's going to make you. What's going to make you is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. He will give you, the Lord will give you the power to get wealth, Mm. to establish his covenant, right? Not, not your mind, not your skill, not your talents. You know, it doesn't matter what our skill is in the flesh or what our strength is in the flesh. That's yeah. not our source. And we've been lied to that that's our source. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not. Because the truth is, one, one thing that happens could break that skill. You know, mm-hmm. a singer uh, gets throat damage, and all of a sudden they have no skill anymore. So right. if that was their source, they're sunk. But the great thing with God is, no matter what happens to you, He's still our source. Right. And even if something got stolen from you, He can replace it in no time. Yeah. We saw that. It's actually a great victory in Job, where everything was destroyed practically in his life. And scholars say in less than a year, definitely less than two years, he was restored double because God was his source. So the problem is we've been lied to that our skill or our talent is our source and it's not. And so when we actually take that skill and talent off the pedestal that we've had it on and the world has put it on, uh, and see then all of a sudden we get lined up right. That's the first thing is getting lined up right. It's like the surfer with the wave. You know, if you're, if you're relying on your skill and talent, then you'll try to paddle to get to where you need to be. Whereas if you'll get lined up right in the right position, you don't even have to paddle. You just wait till the wave comes and jump up on the board, yeah. basically. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. So it, we've got to get lined up right in our thinking. A lot of people do, uh, a, lot, a lot of older and um, greedy people will do a lot of damage to younger talented people because they want to pray off of their skill. Yeah. And so they'll take singers, uh, we see this in the world all the time, they'll take singers, they'll take actors, they'll take people that will make big money, and they'll prey on their skill, burn them out, wear them out, and then move on to the next one. And the issue is they've been lied to that that skill is their source and not yeah. God. God's the one that gave them that talent. God's the one. And if they'll use that talent for God, man, God can give them so much more. But they And he won't add sorrow to it. Yeah. So many times in school we've been taught that is our strength, that's our skill. And they teach you how to, the whole world is really set up to teach us how to use a physical strength instead of a godly resource? Mm-hmm. the whole world is set up to do that, so we literally all of us have to backtrack and flip that on its head and sit in there uh, in the revelation of God. I'll give you another story and then come back and finish that question. Um, I was talking to a pastor one day, and I used to well i still I just still have a piece of it, but um, I did web development, and in web development you start to get into graphic design. And, and let me give you an idea. When I started web development, I took my first customer. I never built a website, but I took the contract knowing that in Christ he would show me what to do and yeah. show me knowledge I didn't have. Mm. I took the first customer, did, did a great job with it, and, but I would never built one before. So I didn't rely on what I knew. I relied on him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relied on this yeah. and because I had a word to go that direction. Well, of course, now all of that knowledge has helped us in ministry and helped many other ministries as well. Yeah. So um, because I was obedient to something I didn't know how to do uh, physically, logically. So... Anyway, in the middle of doing that, you learn graphic design and logos and stuff like that, which I was never very skilled at. That was not my skill set. Um, but what I did have skill with is being led by the spirit of God. And so, and I'd learned this. So this pastor said, "Man, we've looked at hundreds of logos. Nothing is right." I said, "Okay. I said, well, let me uh, let me just go pray." Let me pray. Mm -hmm. So as I'm praying over his logo, I see a logo. So I set out to design what I saw in the Spirit. I send that to him. He goes, that's it. That's what we've been wanting. That's that's it. That's it. I designed one logo. He had seen hundreds. I designed one. It came from the Spirit. And it was exactly, they're still using it today. That's the thing that we have to, I rely more on that fellowship and relationship with the Spirit than anything else. So when, when something is, uh, when something, you know, when we catch ourselves operating in that strength, how do we turn that around? The, one of the first things is we've got to recognize when our brain is at work. Mm-hmm. And, and we're so mm-hmm. used to not doing that, we're, we're used to just letting it flow.
3: Yeah. Letting
2: yeah. our brain flow, but not flow by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we've got to recognize that it's been an issue, we've got to position and line ourselves up to be fed by the Holy Ghost, not by our thinking, right? Which means when I recognize that I'm thinking, you know, we we talked about this like in a service where I need to worship the Lord. Oh, let me worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, Oh, oh God, I want to worship you, I want to worship And what's happening? We're thinking about worshiping, but we're we're not actually worshiping. We're not yielded at all because we're so caught up in our thinking, we miss the whole point of worship. And I I think last time we were talking about this, you were like, you just described my almost every Sunday or whatever, right? Something something like that. And I've been there. That's how I knew it because I was there. I was like, oh, God, I want to worship you. And I'd end up being so frustrated at the end because I wasn't worshiping him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I needed to do was just say, forget about what right. I need to do. Lord, mm. I just worship you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, and, and that's where, um, so earlier today I got a message from Dylan. He said, what is worshiping in spirit and truth in Luke four twenty four? I think it is. And um, ultimately, You're opening up the flow of the Spirit through you. It says when you pray in the Spirit, you give thanks well. Well, that's a form of worship. In other words, let the Holy Spirit flow through us to teach us how to worship in the Spirit. We're not trying to mind our way through it, to logic our way through worship. No, it's a function of the Spirit, man. It's a function of the heart, not a function of logic. And so when I catch myself thinking through things, I'll immediately stop. I'll say, I'll say, oh, oh, wait, time out. No, yeah. stop that. I'm not going to think through it. Lord, I, in yeah. right now, I just worship you. I praise you. I start praying in the Holy Ghost. One of the greatest things to break that habit is pray a lot in the Holy Ghost. I mean a lot. If I'm ever having trouble thinking over things too much, yeah. I start praying in the Holy Ghost. I start worshiping him in the spirit. And so I'll just start praying, and I, all I'll do, you know. And this helped me at first. I don't do this as much now, but if I find myself at a at a hurdle, I'll go back to this. Um, now I'm just kind of moving to the flow because I've learned how to do it. But uh, used to when I was first starting, the Lord told me this. He said, He said, when you're trying to clear your mind, just play. He said, imagine yourself in the throne room of God. Yeah. What would you be doing if you were in the throne room of God with God on the throne? What would you be doing? Mm-hmm. I'd be on my face, worshiping him, nothing else. I wouldn't be looking around. I wouldn't care who was looking at me. I wouldn't care what they thought about. I wouldn't care if I was doing it right. Just let me give worship yeah. to God, right? And so when we, when we do that, we, we can blank our mind and just, Lord, I worship you. are so worthy to be of all praise and glory and honor. What an honor to be with you. And and you start to realize that you can step into the throne room right yeah. in the middle of a studio. You can step into a throne room you know, right in the middle of a service, and you can start to worship him. And when you do that, it's like, okay, I don't have to. And then you'll be sitting there worshiping him, and all of a sudden in the middle of worship... All of a sudden, a thought will drop in your mind that was straight from God. Mm-hmm. Now, your flesh will try to take over too, mm-hmm. because you'll be sitting there and you' and i'm not I'm not talking about what I said earlier was a thought from God, from the Holy Spirit. He'll show you uh, what to do next week at your job. you know but here's the difference they'll the, when it comes from the flesh, you'll be sitting there worshipping, and then all of a sudden the thought will come in it's like you got your list to do you got to do this. you got to do this. When you get up off this ground, you need to make a note on your phone. You need to do this. You need to do that. And all of a sudden, your flesh now, that's your soul mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to invade and trying to be the boss again. Mm-hmm. And you, and as soon as you recognize that, you got to say, no, no, Lord, I just worship you. I forget about I don't have to worry about that. Lord, you care for me. I cast my cares on you. You're going to help me handle all that stuff. You're going to help me handle the list what I need is you. Mm -hmm. You're my source. You're my strength. Lord, I just worship you. So when I catch myself doing that, I on purpose take those thoughts captive. I will not give myself to them. Now I've had them where they've tried to come back to me Mm -hmm. 20 times Mm -hmm. in one session. And I just have to each time take them captive, cast them down, go back to to flowing in the Holy Ghost. Go back to. And so that's describing when we're trying to worship him, but I use the same process when I'm trying to flow in the anointing and hear from the Lord when I'm praying over something, when I'm going down the road and I'm not trying to figure it out, yeah. you know. And all the problems that have come up, all the problems that have come up, I've never seen him not be able to solve one or handle one when I would get out of my head and get into him.
1: Yeah. So. Something that as you were just talking there's been a thing that's come up through this whole broadcast but in executing this i'm like no i don't think that's for now no just bring it up later what you just said the holy spirit i believe showed me something and what you know in this society so often i know you've told me i've done this is i've listened to respond I haven't listened to hear, Yes. I've yes. listened to respond. And with the Lord... That's a
2: great indicator, yeah.
1: With the Lord that's so often, it's like we'll hear something, and our brain yeah. starts going into, okay, well, this is what I can do, like going back to your yeah. car. You, there's a car in your future. Well, what yeah. can I do to make this happen? But when we listen to hear, Listen to hear the fullness of what he's saying. We wait till he's done before we move. We wait until he's done before we act. But if we're listening to respond, we're going to block him. We're only going to at best get a portion of it. And when we just stop it and yield to him, then we can respond appropriately because we've heard.
2: Well, when the Lord starts talking to us, even even if we are in the flow and we hear him and then our brain kicks off on a on a trail, yeah. you know, point his was point A and then immediately our brain goes point B, C, D, E, F, yeah. G and heads down that. We we got to realize that in that moment that that happens, we stopped listening yeah. to him. Yeah. And he can't tell us anymore until we break that chain of thought. Yeah. And so I I won't allow I won't allow myself. Many times I watch people when I'm preaching, and uh, I'll be at a verse. And, you know, and then I'll go to two or three other verses and I'll go back and I can see in their Bible, they're still in that verse and they're reading down into the chapter and they're not paying attention to what God ordained as an anointing right yeah. then. And you know how I know that? Because I've done it, you know, hundreds of times, yeah. you know, and I will realize I'm not esteeming what God has called to be the anointing right in this moment. I'm running down this train of thought. I want to know what the rest of that passage said. Well fine, make a note and go read it after the anointed service has passed. But don't don't you know what we're doing is we're running with that train of thought. And so when we start going back to you know Kelly's question, y'all's question is when we start setting up these habits to deny the fleshly, soulish realm, and to yield to the Spirit's leading, we start to find a series of habits that will increase the flow of the anointing in our lives, and then all of a sudden we un- you know, uncap that unlimited power of God yeah. in those things. So
1: Margie just asked, "Can taking notes in church sometimes cause you to be too focused on the natural yep. words than receiving by the?" Well, the question's over.
2: Yep. All done. Absolutely. <laughs> and so some people say you absolutely need to be taking notes for this. You'll never hear me say that. Sometimes I'll say write it down or or speak this with me or something like that if the Holy Ghost tells me to. But uh, some some preachers think that you can't listen well in service unless you're taking notes. But I would say. That's probably soulish. Yeah. That would be my response. Now, with some years behind it, like that to me is very soulish. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to catch it logically. I've found that if the Holy Ghost is pouring it out, I'll be able to recall it later if I'll receive the anointing. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. I, well, what just came to me is it depends where you're receiving it.
3: You know? Because
0: mm-hmm. like what, what, right. they'll, what they'll say is, you know, you yeah. retain... So much of what you hear, so yes. much of what you write down, so much of what you read, but what are they referring to? Yes. Uh, knowledge. You'll retain again, that. But if, again, yeah. Go ahead. But Go ahead. if you're receiving it in your spirit, man, you know, the Lord it's will there. bring it to remembrance. Yes. It's there. It's there inside of you. So yes. when you need it, He'll bring it out. Yeah. A lot
2: of times when somebody is doing a message, I'll write down the scripture references and I might write down one good line, but I don't write down much more than that. If anything at all, I don't take many notes nowadays. I want to receive it uh, in my spirit, in my spirit, man. And if you think about this as well, is when we're when we're actually doing that, we're responding to the spirit with the flesh, mm-hmm. right? We're responding to the Spirit's flow and anointing with the flesh reaction. Yeah. We should have a Spirit reaction. Yeah. And this is another thing. This is Now, this is a huge point. So imagine I'm sitting there pre- preaching a message, and I say something that you don't understand, that you don't get logically. Mm-hmm. I say it, and you go, mm-hmm, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I knew knew you'd smile when I said this. So I'm sitting there, and what happens is I can't tell you how many. I've done it myself a lot of times.
1: We're smirking because this has been Buddy and I both.
0: (laughs) It's been me, too. (laughs) It's been me, too. You said, we're smirking because this has been Buddy. I thought that's what you were (laughs) (laughs) going to say. I know. I know.
2: This has been me. This is how I learned not to do it. And
1: It was just grammar. Was. <laughs>
2: <you>. We're sitting <laughs> the commas. there, <laughs> commas are important. <laughs> We're sitting there in a the service, somebody says something that you don't understand. And you spend the next 30 minutes trying to work out in logic what they said, and you miss 30 minutes of anointing. And watch this. If you'll let the anointing give it to your if it's God, mm-hmm. the anointing will unravel it itself. Yeah. So we, who who's our source? Yeah. yeah. Our source then becomes yeah. our f- fleshly logic mm-hmm. to figure it out mm-hmm. instead of letting the Holy Spirit cause us to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like last uh, yeah, last week we were in a, I heard a message and. Somebody said something, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But I didn't get hung up on that point. Yeah. I just kept listening to the rest of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was up. well, sure enough, by the end of the message, I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't going point A, B. And by the end of the message, and a couple of days later, the Holy Spirit already brought up, here's this point on that. Here's this point on that. Here's this scripture on that. I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. The Holy Ghost did it. Yeah. And so, but I've watched, we'll get so wrapped up over, oh, he said this. And we can't receive anything else because yeah. we moved from a spirit flow to to that uh, logic. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I, What was fun for me on that vein is knowing that you knew what my face looks like when I was thinking. <laughs> like we'd talk afterwards and he's like, you shut off here. I watched your eyes and you shut off right there. Yeah. And I'm like that is 100% what I
3: did pastor. Like, I see absolutely. it all the time
2: cuz I know what it looks like, I know what it feels like, you know, and and I've done it. But
3: With, well, well, and
2: here here's the thing is when we do that, we actually shut down all of that anointing and all of that reception. So what I'll purpose myself to do is okay, if You know, I don't just go into every preacher, and you should not. You should not go into every preacher and just open yourself up to them. But if God has made the connection, if there's an anointing and the wisdom of God, and it's word-based, faith-based, hope-based, love-based, and there's fruit in the ministry, and God's made the connection, then I don't go in, you know, well, what's he going to say today? Let's, let's ju- I'm going to judge you by the word. I don't yeah. go in like that. I go in wide open. Holy Ghost, show me what you want. If there's something that's not of God, you'll highlight that. And, and I trust you to protect me and block it. Yeah. I'll take it and reverse any thinking if necessary. But generally that's not going to happen when you're in a ministry with ongoing lasting fruit like that. Yeah. But if we'll go in there and we're like judging everything, what are we judging by? Our logic. I'm gonna see if you say anything that I disagree with. Immediately, you just cap yourself. Yep. Because hopefully he's gonna say some things or she's gonna say some things you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. That's why we go to church to grow, not to judge whether or not the preachers you know on in line or not. Well, that's why some people go to church. That's what the Bible says church is for is for us to grow. SOME PEOPLE JUST WANT TO JUDGE HOW SPIRITUAL THEY THINK THE PREACHER IS, YOU KNOW. I MIGHT BE MESSING RIGHT NOW, BUT IT'S TRUE. AND IT'S FUNNY BECAUSE IT'S TRUE. ALL RIGHT, yeah. SO WE THINK IT'S OUR JOB TO GO IN THERE and, AND SEE IF THEY'RE SCRIPTURAL OR NOT. JUST GO IN AND RECEIVE. Mm-hmm. LET THE HOLY GHOST SHOW YOU TO SPIT OUT WHATEVER STICKS ARE IN THERE. IF IT'S NOT FOOD, SPIT OUT THE STICKS. YEAH. AND, and SO, AND GOD WILL PROTECT YOU. HE'LL HELP YOU. AND yeah. IF YOU'VE GOT ANY QUESTIONS, go TAKE IT TO YOUR PASTOR. And if your pastor doesn't know uh, answers on a regular basis like that, find another one. I mean really don't
1: you find another one. Let the Holy Ghost find another yeah. one like that, Yeah, let him
2: one. show <laughs> let him find one who through faith and patience is inheriting the not promises of God to and fruit. You yeah, at all. no, no. They they should know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But let the Holy Spirit show you. In other words, that should be an indicator that they're not the right they're not the right place. Yeah. Now so, um then what we'll do is we'll completely shut down that flow of the Holy Ghost. And here's what I can do. I can sit there like, I, you know who I learned this a lot with is Brother Tracy. When I first started <laughs> going to Brother Tracy, he'd start preaching and I was like, Like drinking out of a fire hose, you know. I need a little sip and it's like, you know, just scripture and revelation and everything. I'm like, oh my gracious. And I was like, and and I had this revelation from the Holy Ghost. I am not going to catch all of this. (laughs) I am not going to understand all of this. I'm not, it's not going to happen because I ain't there. I'm not where he's at yet, you know. And so I just kept going. And I just, I opened up my spirit, man, I knew God had made the connection. I didn't understand everything he was saying, but I knew God had made the connection, so I said, Lord, show me what I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. And and then over, after a few years, I was like, I'm keeping up now. Yeah. Why? Because when I yielded to the flow and didn't try to understand everything that he said, you know, when I mm-hmm. yielded to that flow... I started catching those pieces, and then the anointing caused me to know some things, yeah. right? It caused, and, and it, but I had a list, like I have a whole note in here, to Brother Tracy. What is this? What does that mean? What did you mean when you said, that I got a whole list? Yeah. A lot of those I never got to, to ask him personally, but as I just continued to yield, the questions got answered. Yeah. Yeah, so. But I still have a list because he's always got something.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a lot of times, like you were talking about habits, like habits that you can have to have your brain not always go what i learned for me and it may not be right for everybody but for me in service like if the lord will tell me something i don't want to not esteem it yeah. but at the same time yeah. my brain like if he would give me a, a nugget in church or an yeah. answer or something yeah. my brain would then hear it and try to go yeah along with what he told me yeah instead of staying in the flow of the anointing so i learned for me write down what he says so I esteem what he says later but I can stay in the flow and like going back to some of my notes I would take with you when I first got here is I would every single word and quote that pastor had I would type it and write it and I realized that was all in my head so if you go through now when I take notes it's I'll hit the highlights, there's things that stick out to me. But if I notice like that my brain's going, yeah. I close the notebook That's and I right. put it down. Me
2: too, yeah.
1: Like, I won't, I'll
3: stop.
2: If I get in that mode, I'll, I've learned to recognize it now. And if I get in that mode, I'll put it to the side. Man, when I started doing that, it like I just started receiving so much more. It was so much easier to operate in that flow. And uh, when I go up for prayer, it's the same yeah. thing. Like. I'm not, I'm not trying to figure out did I feel a manifestation. Right. Like, it, did I feel a manifestation is logic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't care if I felt a manifestation. I know yeah. that I'm going to receive. Yeah. Because I'm expecting a big God to give a big gift, and whether I can feel it or not makes no difference. I know by faith I'm going to receive whether I feel anything or not. So I'm not in my head trying to figure out if I had a manifestation. So Kevin brought up a quote that I'd said in another one. Uh, he says, we've had ongoing questions because we haven't been in the face of the answer of yeah. Jesus. You know, we haven't been in Jesus' face. Mm-hmm. And that's why we keep having. In other words, we've not been in the anointing. And so we haven't known the things that he wants us to know in that way. Yeah. Uh, Mark, he says, how do I receive in service by the spirit, not logic, while still being engaged and not being passive? And uh, no, that question makes perfect sense. So, and, and this will be the last one unless there's one pressing that y'all have. If you have a pressing one, ask it right away. Um, one of the things that's so important in a service is this is if you feel like you've got to understand everything that's being preached, here, I got a newsflash for you. You won't. Yeah. You won't. <laughs> Kevin Nowicki, thank God for YouTube one. <laughs> you are not, go- you sh- if somebody's actually being led by the Spirit, you shouldn't understand logically everything that was said. Right. Why? Because the Bible clearly says that He's going to give us things that can only be spiritually discerned. Your spirit man will understand all of it, not our logic, not our fleshly logic. Your spirit man not our fleshly logic. So when we're trying to make the, um, the prime way of receiving in our logic, we're immediately capping ourselves. Mm-hmm. But when we, our prime way of receiving is, Lord, I, I yield myself to what you're saying to me today, whether I understand it or not. That in itself is a best way of receiving. You're not being passive, yeah. you're being spiritual, proper spiritual at that point. And so a lot of times, you know, like, here's here's what I'll determine. Did the Lord tell me to be here and to receive from this preacher? Yeah. Did the Lord tell me to be here and is this my preacher? Is this this a preacher for me? You know, for Nicole and I. Is it Pastor Gene? Is it Brother Tracy? Is it Ted Shellsworth Senior? Is it Rodney Howard Brown? You know, is it J B Whitfield? Is it Pastor Chris DeChacio? Or is it one of those men of God that the Lord has directly connected us to, then I go in and I'm expecting to get something if I, even if I don't understand one lick of it. Mm-hmm. If I don't understand one portion of it, I'm receiving by faith, Lord, I receive in this service. And it's good to say this. I don't have to say this anymore. I go in doing this. Yeah. But it's good to set the pattern and and to confess it. Lord, I receive. I'm in expectation. I'm, I'm receiving big today. Yeah. And what did you receive? I don't know. Maybe it might be my answer at the end, but I know I received. In other words, my logic might not have caught up to it yet, but if I'll receive in my spirit, I'm not being passive. And so a lot of times it's good for us just to sit there. And I can, you know, let's say I've been like this before, especially with like Brother Tracy. He's preaching at me, and uh, he can be right in my face preaching something, and I'm sitting there going, and I'm thinking, and I've thought to myself before, I don't have a clue what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where he's connecting these dots from. You know, I've been like that. Not as much anymore, but at first. And, but what am I doing? Am I sitting there trying to logic it all out and, and keep up? No, I'm just saying, I can't get this without the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, show me what he's doing. But right now, I'm not going to get myself like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to get myself in that place. I'm sitting there going, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe it because I know God connected us, so I'm I'm supposed to receive from him in that way." And then if there was something off, then that's going to catch my spirit. I trust the Lord. To pull that up in my spirit, and I've had that before—not not really with him, but with others. I'll be sitting there. Yeah, I mean, you were sitting beside me a a, a while back, and I was like, eh, like that, like it came out of my spirit, like even as it was being said, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And uh, you yeah, you remember that? I wish I did. You don't I remember that? Oh well, it wasn't long ago. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. Um, Maybe I wasn't as loud as what maybe, I thought maybe. I was. <laughs> uh, it but it wasn't the right response. Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> fine. And you were paying attention. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's yeah, Kevin. He said I can't not receive at Boomerang, yeah. right? Because that's where you're called to be. Mm-hmm. You know that anointing is flowing, and if you're not receiving, there's something wrong in the reception or the transmission. You know, the transmission, I I can tell you, man, I've been watching recently, you know, just listening to some of the stuff the Holy Ghost had coming through. I'm like, this is some of the best revelation we've had in years recently. I mean, the Holy Spirit has been flowing in boomerang. And so if you're not receiving, that's a reception area era, not a transmission. And a lot of times that reception Uh, It can be either us in our soulish realm or an offense or Mm -hmm. unforgiveness or something like that. But it's something on the reception. And most of the time, if that person, you know, they're called to the Lord.
0: And a lot, lot of logic driven people would say, oh, I'm just not receiving and it's the pastor or it's the preacher. Yeah, yeah. Or, it's it's their fault rather than, there's yeah. something, if I'm in this service, there's something that the Lord wants to give to me. Yeah. And if I'm not receiving anything or if I'm not being fed, it's because I'm not connected with yeah. the actual source yeah. who's not the pastor but it's the father. That's right. And
2: that's, and that, I've done that before. I've sat in the service and said, this is, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the Lord gave me a corrective direction. I followed that direction. And a couple of weeks I was receiving big time. Yeah. And he said, they didn't change, you changed. In other words, I changed my spiritual reception and I didn't know yeah. it had gotten off and um that's that's one of the things I've watched, you know but and that's what the devil wants to do. See, the devil wants us to get in our brain, so we'll sit there the whole service, and I've watched people do it, and they're not receiving anything they're in their head mm-hmm. for the whole hour and a half or whatever time it is. they're sitting there the whole time in their head, and I'm like they're off, they're not receiving, they're in their head, yeah, they're not receiving spiritually, they're not yielded. And that's the issue, that's the problem.
3: So yeah.
2: Yeah, they get in the soulish realm. So Amen. Glory to God. I didn't see any other questions pop mm-hmm. up. Hey, we want to give you an opportun you got one?
1: No. No, Buddy and I were doing finger guns no,
2: off
0: to the I, side. I I started and I was like no. <laughs> I stopped myself.
1: Was that the soul stopping it?
0: <laughs> Out of Thank your you for joining us <laughs> so much. This has been such a great word. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
3: so And
2: and I see Hannah saying, this is me right now, I always take notes. Taking notes is not yeah. necessarily bad, it's how you flow with it. And I think some people, it's good for them to take notes. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's not. Some people that have taken notes all the time, that's become their source. Mm-hmm. And they need to put the note, notebook down. Mm-hmm. Some people that have never taken notes need to take some every now and then. So you have to hear from the Lord on that. That's another part of that flow. Yeah. And so... Um, But we want to give you an opportunity today to sow into the good news. And uh, if you actually, this is a good thing to do, if you're saying, you know what, Lord, I want to flow more by your spirit and be led by your spirit and less by the soul, less by my mind, will, and emotions, if that's the case, uh, then this is a good message to sow into. That's the way it works biblically. If I want to see more of this message manifest in my life, and I want to untap, I want to tap into that power and unblock that ceiling, then this is a message you want to sow into. Um, There's like four different main areas or reasons why to sow. One of those is the message and the word that was preached. I want to sow into that message to see it manifest in my life. And uh, so if that's you today, or you're just saying, I I see the value of this, and I want this good news of Jesus Christ to get out to people, uh, you're welcome to. So they're going to put that up on the screen. Uh, You can give on Facebook, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. Uh, you can give by credit card or bank account. Go to giveww.org. Uh, text to give is there on the screen. Cash app, cash uh, tag, giveww. Venmo is uh, at sign. uh BC. There you go. Give BC. Yeah, we had to do it. BC. PayPal is paypal.me/givebc, uh, and the Bitcoin link is at giveww.org, or in the description you can see that. Uh, not just Bitcoin, but uh, Bitcoin and different cryptocurrencies, stuff like that. If you'd like to give, and we encourage you to do it, then you can do that easily at each one of those. And uh, we just praise God, God for you. I want to pray over that and bless it, but I also want to pray for every person. Uh, that is trying to get out of the soul. You're gonna do it and you're gonna get flowing in the spirit and so just receive right now. Don't think about what I'm gonna pray or if you're actually getting it. Just say, Lord, Lord, I believe, I believe that, I receive that I
3: receive a breakthrough, breakthrough
2: right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Name. And now right now just start in, just in your out of your heart. Lord, I thank you for that breakthrough. Don't you not don't, don't say anything just in your heart right now, right out of your spirit. Thank you. You're breaking me through right now. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this on the same level I've been dealing with it before. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm praying, you just keep that thankfulness right there. Don't let any other thoughts come in and try to rob that impartation. Lord, right now, let your anointing break through in the name of Jesus. No more soulish bondages. No more mind, will, and emotion blockades. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, Father, we praise you, and we worship you, and we give you the glory. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you in Jesus' name. As I'm praying, the Lord brought up something earlier. I didn't say it earlier. Uh, but I feel led to say it right now. Um, And and I'm not going to explain this right now on the broadcast, but if you have a question about this, you're welcome. Go to whatsright.com and send us a message, and I'll help you to understand it. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, and your prayer language is constantly like one repetitive thing, you know, no, 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 no. You know, anything. You're constantly repeating that. You've probably started to flow in the Holy Ghost, but that is probably now more a function of your soul than it is a flow of the Holy Spirit. And so, you can ask the Lord, Lord, open up my prayer language and yield to each syllable. See, your mind is just repeating one syllable before, but it's not a flow of the Holy Ghost. And so there's a little bit of a limit there. And like I said, I'm not going to get into that, but I did want to give that to you. If you have any questions, you can reach out. But I'm going to tell you right now basically what to do is just say, Lord, help me to have a flow in my prayer language. Help me to have a flow. And then as you start to pray, expect that your syllables will not be the same. Expect that and believe that and uh, watch as the Holy Spirit will flow in your life. Amen. So I had that come up earlier. I felt like I was supposed to say it again. So, uh, but that's a lot of times a flow of the, the logic instead of a flow of the anointing and the Holy Ghost. But somebody, And, and then, then somebody gets discouraged because they don't feel it in their prayer. And that's why they don't feel it in their prayer because it's more of a function of their mind than it is of, of the Spirit. So anyway, amen. We love you so very much. Father, we pray right now for every gift that anybody has given. Let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good questions.
3: Amen. Y'all did good. God's good. Amen. Thanks, God.
2: Yeah, that was a good one. I I felt like we were supposed to probably go back to talk about the soul issue a little bit more and. And I, I, that's been a big topic this year, and I think it's supposed to continue to be some. So, anyway, did you enjoy it? Did you get something out of it? If you did, put some hands up in the comments. Even in the archives, say, I got something out of it today. Mm-hmm. And listen, share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the bell, get notifications when yeah. we go live. That's sewing. And listen, we need to get over it. It's almost like, amen, Miss Marilyn's got a bunch of hands yeah. up. It's almost like there's some hurdles that we need to get over in the world uh, in sharing these broadcasts and getting them to the level that we need. We want your help and we want your supply to help us get over those hurdles. Share the link. Share it on Facebook. Matter of fact, take like the YouTube link. Share that YouTube link over on Facebook. Share the video that was on Facebook itself. Uh, like, subscribe, send it to your friends and you know, say, you got to hear this. Especially if they have any knowledge of spiritual things, this yeah. one can really help. Yeah. Help us get over this hurdle that the world's tried to yeah. put in the way. But Father, right now, let that hurdle come thank down. You, in the name of Jesus, yeah. we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. The word says this, there's a, there's a great door open to you, but there's many adversaries. So and just, because the God opens, just because God opens a door doesn't mean that there's not going to be a resistance. Yeah. But what we do will be back that resistance. Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Ms. Charlie has said, I receive from this. Amen. Glory to God. I see a bunch. Pastor Amos, I love you.
1: Caleb's comment, praise God this broadcast was life-changing. Answered so many questions I've had very recently.
2: Oh, cool. Praise God. What a great testimony. We love you all so very much. Uh, Mark is going to wrap this up. We will see you soon.
4: That was so good. I was enjoying that so much. I'm like commenting, asking questions, because I've totally been that person in church of like, i'm receiving i am receiving every word let me process every word so uh i very much received from that i enjoyed that and if you guys did too share the broadcast like this broadcast subscribe and turn notifications so you don't you, you don't miss us when we go live but i have a special uh, two special announcements for you guys exciting this Sunday night, we have special guest, brother Tracy Harris with us. He's going to be here at Boomerang Church in Albemarle this Sunday night at 6 p.m. So not 4, but 6 p.m. Special guest, special service. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. And then this Sunday after this Sunday is... Mother's Day! Okay, so this Mother's Day is going to be pretty awesome because we have a gift for every single lady, every single woman, you get a gift from us. Also, we're doing a giveaway. We're giving away one basket we are giving away one coach purse. It's going to be great. So uh, you don't want to miss that. Bring your mom. Be like, hey, mom, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to bring you to church, and you're going to get a gift. So that's pretty great. Okay, so we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow for our Bible Trivia and uh, Top 5. That's what it is. Okay, bye.